Welcome to Making Connections, a WMMT series on diversifying our future. On a sunny morning in October, Ryan Hewish, his 14-year-old son and 11-year-old daughter, stood outside the Appalachian Harvest Food Hub in Duffield, Virginia, sorting through black cohosh root. And we have to make sure that there's no, sometimes when you dig these up, you actually dig maple roots with it. And so we all get pretty familiar with what the roots are supposed to look like. So we can make sure there's no adulteration. Hewish is a professor of biology at the University of Virginia at Wise. And he's one of four growers participating in the recently launched Herb Hub, a project of Appalachian Sustainable Development, which aims to connect sustainable growers and harvesters of Appalachian herbs with national buyers. My family and I have a farm in Duffield, Virginia. And uh, it's, I guess it's more of like a homestead. I guess we, we grow our own vegetables and fruits, and uh, we produce our own dairy and eggs and meat, and our own medicinal plants as well. And so we have... Um, the 60 acres, and a lot of that is forested with some native medicinal plants on it. They were joined by Emily Lockneat, the agroforestry program manager with Appalachian Sustainable Development. Lockneat described her role with the Herb Hub as well as her perception of the need for it. As I said, I'm the agroforestry program manager for the organization. My background is in forestry, and there's a lot of assistance and people that folks can go to if they want to get their land logged in a sustainable way. Um, the Department of Forestry will come out to your land and there's certifications people can access to make sure that the woods are not over harvested. But there's a lot less information and help out there for, for what we call NTFPs or non-timber forest products. And those include forest botanicals like forest herbs and also native fruits and nuts um, and other plants that are sold to the floral industry. And so I view my role as making connections with markets and trying to explore new opportunities for these products. I asked how the project has been received so far. We're just getting started right now. We're brand new, as you can see, and we have all of our processing equipment in. This first fall, we've been so fortunate to work with Mountain Rose Herbs out in Oregon. They're a company that really values a quality product and, a, and herbs that come from populations that aren't being exploited, that they're being managed well. That's very important to them. And so they've been willing to um, help us throughout this process with their quality standards and making sure that we'll be able to meet them. In the future, we hope to work with a variety of herbal buyers, and we'd like to work with more local and regional buyers, and we hope to help build that, that industry as well. Hewish explained that this year, the Herb Hub focused on production of black and blue cohosh, both native plants to the region, which have long been used to support women's reproductive health. I asked how he and his family maintain and harvest the cohosh root sustainably. What we're harvesting this year is blue cohosh and black cohosh, and all the other medicinal plants on our property we didn't feel were a large enough population to sustainably harvest. Um, but like the blue cohosh, the largest population of blue cohosh I've ever seen is in the forest behind our house. And so um, we felt like it was okay to harvest that, and the blue cohosh we're harvesting not as much as we as we could, just because we don't want to over-harvest the population. The first thing we did is we, we toured our forest and found out what medicinal plants were already there. Um, and, uh, and we found black cohosh and other medicinal plants. And with the black cohosh, uh, we noticed that most of it is not reproducing right now. And we're thinking it's because the canopy is closed off. There's so many trees in the forest. And uh, 
And uh, we also noticed that some of the ash, some of the large ash we have in our forest are dying from the emerald ash borer, an invasive species that's killing the ash in the area. And so we thought, well, that's going to be a natural canopy opening uh, in the next few years. And so what we're doing is we're going to be taking some of the rhizomes that we harvest from the black cohosh. We're going to break off parts of those rhizomes that have buds on them. And we're going to plant them in the forest edge by our home so they get more light. And we're anticipating that they are going to start flowering and reproducing more because they have more resources to do that. And then uh, we collect those seeds and we're going to plant them in the areas that are going to be uh, underneath the ash trees for the more open canopy. Um, and there's a few invasive species in the forest, like Japanese stiltgrass. There's not many of them, but we're assuming that once the canopy opens, as what happens usually when you take down trees, the invasives come in. And so our plan going ahead is to make sure that there's no invasives to compete with the black cohosh. We're kind of kind of baby the black cohosh, keep it as natural as we can. Um, and uh, five, 10 years down the road, we'll have another harvest. This year, Hewish and his family have sold just under 20 pounds of sustainably harvest black and blue cohosh through the Herb Hub, and they have high hopes for the project's future. So my hopes for the Herb Hub are that more people will understand its value and more people will appreciate the idea of non-timber forest products and the value they have. Um, you know, because I've, I've seen little fires on, in gas stations that say, I'll buy your, your herbs, your black cohosh, your ginseng, and it's... They're like the middleman who's selling to another middleman who's selling to the final purchaser. And so you don't get a lot of money for it. And so the incentives aren't that high for sustainable, sustainably harvesting. So Appalachian Sustainable Development, the Herb Harbor, are doing is that they're making the incentive higher so that we want to sustainably harvest these plants. And, um, it's, and it's going to be profitable for people in the area who might not have the funding, you know, the money that they need. Um, and so my hopes, I guess, down the road is that more people will participate in this uh, and that people will see the value of it and, and appreciate the, the local flora of the region. Emily Lockneat hopes sustainable forest farming can connect Appalachian growers with a national herbal industry. The herbal industry is very large. We're not starting anything new here. And we're not, I don't view us as the, the end-all answer to the question of how to maintain a sustainable herbal economy in this area. But I feel like we're offering a good opportunity for people to be able to access a higher price point than they would get typically. Uh, Ryan talked a little bit about the way herbs are uh, bought and sold right now. And um, people have been participating in that for a long time and many people have been sustainably harvesting their herbs. They might have their own ginseng or golden seal patches that they've gone to throughout their entire lives and have figured out how to harvest an amount where they're not wiping it all out. And so we'd like to allow those people to be rewarded for their stewardship and to access organic certification and a new certification called forest grown verification um, to be able to get into markets where they're rewarded for that stewardship and they get a higher price for that. But for now, Hewish and Lockneat washed the root twice before putting it into the dryer to prepare to ship out to the Herb Hub's primary buyer, Mountain Rose Herbs in Oregon State. Yeah. And what we've noticed is, because I think our populations are more in a vegetative state instead of the active uh -huh. it's too shady. Uh -huh. and, um, they have more to learn more about the Herb Hub, visit the Appalachian Sustainable Development website at asdevelop.org slash agroforestry.
For WMMT, I'm Rachel Geringer. Making Connections is brought to you by WMMT Mountain Community Radio. Find out more at makingconnectionsnews.org. Thank you.